Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer and I am a vampire called Lechem and I want to kill my father, Michael. Joining me as always, uh, his grandparents appear as zombies and a stars on Netflix, it's Matt. I, I don't understand the timeline but it was fun to watch the show. And he's controlling Richter, hired by a Harlem mobster who's the man, <laughs> it's Adrian. Oh yeah. Adrian! Adrian! That's the show we need to see. If you haven't guessed by our clever intro or seen the title of this month's podcast, we have been playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night, sometimes called Castlevania Dracula Chronicles X. Symphony, like, there's... I don't understand what happened with this game, but there's different versions as well. I literally just jumped on the uh, fan wiki and it literally translates from Japanese to Demon Castle Dracula X Nocturne in the Moonlight. And that's actually pretty damn cool. It uh, was originally on the PlayStation 1. It then got ported to the Saturn and the PSP was even apparently, I think, slightly different. And then they re-released it for PS4 as part of the Requiem double pack with Rondo of Blood. Have either of you played Rondo of Blood? No, but it, I do have that pack and I'm tempted, but i got other things to do with my time. <laughs> uh, I didn't get the bundle because I got it on iOS, which, uh, so that was actually really recently. That was March 4th this year. Really? And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> Now, how did you find the grind of Symphony of the Night? Because this is what our busy gamers want to hear. They want to get in, and then if they need to, they want to jump out. You know, they want to find that save point, and they want to quit for the time being at the beating hexagon uh, of death. Uh, it's not a hexagon. What is it? It's a D20. Yeah, no, I think It looks so. like a D12, I thought. Come on, get your numbers. It's right. a dodecahedron. It's not an isosahedron? I don't know. I'm just referencing The Simpsons. People like that. (laughs) I don't even know what those words mean. But I would say if you had, so you've got an Android or an iOS and you've got um, one of those, like, it's an inbuilt kind of control thing. So you don't have to separate because when I'm playing, I have to set my iPhone down and then play with a PS4 controller. And I'll get into why in the grind section. Um, but if you've somehow got it integrated so you have the controller on your phone so you don't have to do anything awkward like that, I know you've all seen what I'm talking about. It's like adds a frame so that you can hold both. Um, if you've got that, I would say hands down, yeah. I, I would give that, like, yes, definitely. Game for a busy gamer. Uh, yeah, I'll say it's a game for a busy gamer. I think it's got a lot of... Uh... A lot of pro busy gamer elements. Uh, that said, you might need a little bit of uh, learning time, which is a little counterintuitive, but uh, I think that's all right. I think it's okay for this game. I think it's the game for a busy gamer if you're the busy gamer who wants like a challenge. You know, if you're the kind of busy gamer who likes something like a binding. Binding of Isaac, or or Meat Boy, or many other two D style 
not roguelikes. They don't all have to be roguelikes, but there's challenge involved. There's like uh, how 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 masterfully can you play this game? Like on that run from save point to save point. Like it's about if you want the challenge. If you're the busy gamer who wants something relaxing, like this is this isn't it. I didn't really feel relaxed playing <laughs> yeah, this. No. Not really. Only my only relaxation was right at the very end. And I mean right at the very end. Like the last five seconds. That was so relaxing. So fun. But we'll get to um, that. (laughs) I liken the feeling to playing Dark Souls. I feel like there's a lot of comparison to be drawn between this and Dark Souls in the terms of like you're exploring and you're there was a, f- a few times where I had the Dark Souls experience of you you've run through a bunch of enemies and it's way way yep. too far to go back. Yep. So you're like, I just got to keep going forward, even though I've run out of items, even so though much. I'm on like 20 HP. I need to just keep going forward and not die until, until you get, get to the, the next bonfire. Yeah, yeah, like that's exactly what it's like. I thought I thought that so many times because at some points. You're just like, nah, I can't fight every single one of these. I'm going to turn myself into a cloud and I'm just going to go through because I can't deal with this. And it's the exact same like feeling when you're at uh, so many spots in Dark Souls or Bloodborne where you're just like, nope, running, going, sprinting. Yeah. You can't kill what you can't catch. <laughs> um, I, think that's, I, think, I think that's good. Like, Yeah. It, it's it's a it's a feeling I haven't felt in a while and I, and I like it. Yeah, I definitely can see like s- there have been a few comparisons between you know like or you know what is a Dark Souls like or Soulsborns or and then oh what is a uh, Metroidvania and I'm like after playing Symphony of the Night so we've played Super Metroid and I wouldn't really put like Dark Souls and uh, Metroid together I'd. That doesn't 100% work to me, but there's 100% a gradient. You've got Metroid, you've got Castlevania, and you've got Dark Souls. There's like a straight line of like gameplay and the way that it feels. It, it almost makes me go like, it, okay, now that's all just one genre because for starters, both genres are the combination of two different game names, Soulspawn and <laughs> Metroidvania. And to me... And it's not a genre per se, but like, a, I don't know. I feel I feel feel a bit up myself saying this, but it feels a bit bigger than that. Like it's a feeling. It's not a genre. It's a feeling of it. It's the emotion it gives you while you're playing. And that it also tense. is that, yeah, tense. That's very good. And it does it well. There's very few things in this game that frustrated me made me go that wasn't my fault i didn't stuff that up or you know i it was a decision i made so hold on (laughs) now not to say there are none there are definitely some we can bring up uh let's let's get into the grind then okay we'll get into the grind well i wouldn't say it's grindy because there's only one part there's like there's a few parts that frustrated me and i was like this is on the verge of like not the smartest game design but what in terms of the grind do you guys feel? Because I felt the save points were pretty well spaced out. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, 
but so a little bit of a spoiler. I'll I'll try to be spoiler light until we get through like the good halfway because I feel like this part at the start of this episode uh, of these podcasts is supposed to be for the busy gamer who don't know anything and they just want to know if they should play it or not. And so let's just say the second half of the game is like nothing but grind and pain. There are so many sections that you just, you get hit once. The second you can take damage again, so you can't move uh, and then you take damage and then you die and you literally can't do anything the second that you're touched, the second that you activate those Legend of Zelda-like traps, it's done. It's over. Okay, I never had that. I found the second half pretty smooth. Like, I just explored everything. This whole game. So everyone kept telling me that this game was a hard game. It's a challenging game. It's Dark Souls hard. And I didn't really come across much challenge. Like, throughout the game, I don't feel like it was that hard. And I feel like the the, the second half of the game wasn't was like more of a cruise for me than the the first half um but i suppose it's supposed to be like a test of skill like you've now got everything you need and you're it, it's just exploration if that makes sense well, so maybe they're trying, trying to like to say, put you to the test yeah if you're trying to say to me that it was easier for you because you have more video game skills one that's hurtful two totally the truth <laughs> I would say that like hard isn't really the right word. It's a it's a mixture of it's challenging and then it's also like it's kind of tedious. Like yeah. There are there were times where so it turns out from the sounds of it I only made it halfway which was like a nice, like, a good plot twist, but bad for me, because I was like, oh, yeah, gonna finish the game. Gonna defeat uh, Richter. He's being controlled. Gonna break that orb thing. Oh, time to take on Dracula. Well, yes, but here's the castle upside down. Do all of it again, please. And it's like, okay. (laughs) Like... (laughs) It's a nice surprise. I've just spent so long in this <laughs> castle. Why do you think I want to spend more time just in the same rooms but upside down? <laughs> I think it's pretty fun. It's a nice it's a nice twist cuz like how did you guys find out about it? Was it through the game or through external factors? To me it's a very very famous twist. I've known about it for as long as I've known about the game's existence. Um, but it was fun playing the first part of the game going, oh, I wonder what this is going to be like upside down. Okay. Michael? I didn't know about it until that moment when he's like, don't Your worry. Your life got flipped upside down too. <laughs> he was, I thought like it all made sense in the moment because he's like, don't worry, I'm going to go up there and we're going to sort this out. I'm like, okay, cool. So Dracula's up there. And it's like, he is, but... You have to find his pieces, like yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, like oh, his body like is that. in parts, and yeah, you got to get the Horcruxes before you can. And it's like I feel like that's unnecessary. I would rather that you be able to go up to the inverted castle, and you can just beeline straight for him, and the challenge being, if you haven't explored 
the castle. Like there, there are better items to go out and collect. There's more life points, more more heart max. Like if you go out and explore the inverted castle to the nth degree, you will be a hundred percent ready. But I'd like the option to to attempt him underdone, and then I could like. So that if I if I want to get through it, they're like, well, there it is. If you're good enough, you can just beat him if you want. But instead, it's like here's a fetch quest. After effectively fetch quests. Well, every game is just a fetch quest if you boil it down. Yeah. But how, how did you know to get? Sorry, I just want to like figure out because one of the things that I think a couple of us has brought up brought up for this is. Uh, some things just aren't explained, and one of them is this. So, how did you know what to do to get that ending? Did you know you had to get the two rings and go to the clock room, or did you just happen yeah. to do that along the way? Um, no, I got up to as much as I could do, and then I just I broke down. I had to ask you. I'm like, "What the heck am I doing now?" And you and you said to me that I had to get two like the two rings, and then I looked up where to get like how to get the two rings. And then that's when I found out if you held down and left, you could attack the floor, <laughs> which I didn't know. <laughs> so um, I had to go attack the floor somewhere in the castle to get to the succubus, I want to say. Um, and I just didn't know that. I had no idea. Um, and what about the, Michael? Because yeah. you already knew about the twist, so I, I you guess you kind of knew that it, that was related. But because I want to... There's no way to know. If you pick up this game, imagine it comes out PS1. No online walkthroughs mm. really to to go to. If you just pick it up, you could play the first half of this game and never know about the second half. Well, if I just knew, um, sorry to beat Michael, but if I just knew that I it got flipped upside down, I like before then I was always in the middle. I was like in the clock. I'm going to go in the clock and then the clock will stay still, but the rest of the castle will turn upside down. So... The first thing I needed a hint on was that you need the stopwatch power-up in the clock room because that's just that's just not explained. You do? Do you? I did not do that. Neither did I. <laughs> oh, is that, like, not a thing? Okay, so, yeah, so using the stopwatch inside the clock room opens up one of the statues. Oh, that's what it was. There was two things. To, so I think what I found was an explanation on the clock room. And so one of the things being, I was like, where do I go? You got to wait once, like every minute the statue yeah. will open and then like close after a minute or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's the left one. That Bowl And that's his quarters. like, that's not explained. No, yeah. And so I, so I looked at that and at the same time it told me, you need a stopwatch in the clock room to open the right statue. And I was like, okay, cool. Who who would have ever figured that out? Yeah. And then... In hindsight, it sounds correct. (laughs) And then I was en route to where I eventually learned the silver ring was and the hallway of spikes... And they like they bluff you where it's like, ah, looks like you need the bat. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then you need the mist. Yep, no problem. And then you need to be able to open the blue door. I can do that. But you can't do it as a bat. I'm like, mm. <laughs> okay. And then I and then so I was like, well, how do I do that part? 
So I was looking into that and they said, well, you've got to go and get the spike breaker armor. And and through reading about that, that's what told me, oh, beyond here is the silver ring that's needed for, like, the good ending. So prior to this, I had already tried to fight Richter and he just (laughs) trashed me. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And so it was just through that, through getting stuck on bits and pieces, it turned out that that, like, I I was getting stuck on the things that give you the, the good and the better ending sort of thing, the inverted castle. And I just, the rings tell you, which is great. So the silver ring says like, like use clock. And then the other one says in room using clock room. And it's like, that's, that's clever. But to figure out that you need those things is just not explained. And it's like, that's not good game design. Yeah. I think the main, th- I think it's, it's in that like era of people didn't explain things, you know, the SNES, the NES and SNES era to like, tick like, cause it is still a side scroll. Like it's basically Super Metro, but it has depth, right? 3D graphics and depth. So it's like, it's in that era where they were still, it still sits a little bit in the old games and hasn't, hadn't quite moved on to the actual PS1. And uh, not to say that it's a bad game or it looks bad cause it, it looks amazing. Some of the, some of the backgrounds and stuff are great. It's just like that; those things of there's no way for you to know. And, and then was, other times, point. Other times, it's very clever. In that, at the end of the Colosseum, when you meet Richter for the first time and get the power of mist, the very next item you pick up is a library card, and the game is telling you that you need to, if you haven't been there yet, use it or or return to the library because that's the next thing you should be doing. So, or when you press the switch in the, like the ice sort of caverns and then the skeleton ape throws the barrel onto the bridge you're standing on and then it even makes the note, something has appeared near the bridge. I didn't know what bridge it was talking about per se, but it still still gave something. Like even if that was even if it was just Maria running by and going, oh, you should really head to the tower. And even if you don't know and you have nowhere on the map to figure out which rooms are going to lead there, you've at least got in the back of your mind, I'm supposed to be looking for the tower. Yeah, That's those segments weren't very like natural. Like I had to look that up as well. Like, how do I get through this room? Oh, you need to make a skeleton ape appear here, and then another one appears there, but. You need to respawn it so that you can. It comes to you because if it throws a barrel, then it's done. And it's like, that's, that's, what? Yeah, like it doesn't. So, my whole thing with this game is it's if Super like we loved Super Metroid, right? We think that's a ten out of ten, nine out of ten game, like so well crafted, yeah. right? This is like just one notch down where it's like it's so almost perfectly crafted, yeah. but there is some things where it's like, oh, they just missed the mark on. You know, the the flow of the whole area isn't quite... Because there are times where it's like you have to run all the way to the right-hand side of the map and then you get a thing and run all the way back to the left-hand side. And it's like, okay, you can teleport, but you've still got to trek through all those rooms. Yeah. Um, I would say that this overall, I think it may be just a matter of, of time in, in game history. It advanced a number of years. Symphony of the Night plays better 
in like in your hands yeah. to me than Super Metroid did. So it wins in that regard. That like I enjoy. I enjoy being a la carte and the fighting and the movement more in Symphony of the Night. But yeah, Super Metroid had a had a cleaner design of its world. I think that's perfectly put. Um, should we hop into our inventory, see what pot roasts we have? Let me just scroll oh, yeah. through all these swords that I've never so, used. So many swords. <laughs> why, why can't I sell them? That would be so good. Anyway, uh, looking up next to Moore McGill and my Alucard shield. No, Alucard shield? Okay. Uh, we've got <laughs> we'll address that later. <laughs> yeah. Coming yeah, up you, next. you haven't played Castlevania Kart, Alucard? <laughs> God. <clears throat> the next game is Adrian's Choice? Question mark? Uh, if it no. wasn't, I think it was like the new games of the year picks. But somehow it, it jumped up to a to our decision making. It's Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, and if you're a fan of the show, you know that a fortnight ago we lost an extra episode. So <laughs> hopefully, and it was in the show notes as well. I said hopefully, so I'm saying really hopefully, uh, we have an extra episode next fortnight. I'm going to stare at my computer and make sure it doesn't break. Um, Watch every frame as it ticks. But yeah, so the next four weeks is Final Fantasy VII Remake. And from the sounds of it, I might have to buy it on Steam. Not the remake. I'm going to finish the remake first. And then I want to play Final Fantasy VII, the original. Which is the opposite order that Adrian played those <laughs> yes. two. I mean, I my whole experience of Final Fantasy VII is way out of order because... I mean, I probably had an in on it that a lot of people had, which was Kingdom Hearts, um, but then I didn't play the actual game. We can talk I about that. I hate to break it to you, but Kingdom Hearts is not canon in the timeline of Final Fantasy What? How? <laughs> I, don't, I haven't even pl- played the game, so I don't know that. Come on, it's Kingdom Hearts. Regardless, it's... I'm super keen, and I'm, I like that <laughs> you're into it enough to want to play the original. I'm just... Oh, there's so much to talk about. So I've already yeah. finished it. It came out a week earlier than it was meant to. Uh, and I was on it instantly that day. And I've already finished it. I'm now playing through on hard mode and boy, is it hard. So uh, <laughs> you'll get some real experience. It's going to be fun. Uh, so if you want to make sure that you're here for that, you better subscribe on whatever platform you're on. And if I'm, I'm giving you two options right now, okay? Uh, it's kind of like, you know, do you go Alucard again or do you pick one of the other characters? No, you pick Alucard again because the other characters are difficult to use. Uh, and so those options are, if you could please review us highly, that'd be fantastic. And then in the comments, you can say what game you want us to play and then we can probably do that. Uh, or if you can't do that, sharing us is the best thing to do. And if you need to find out how to share us, you can just go on to our Facebook at No Time to Ground Podcast and... I think I post just infrequently enough that when it appears, you're like, huh, how about that? It's those guys. It's those guys. They they were pretty funny. Well, let's go deeper into the game now because I want to talk about my main concern. There's one definite whole point off this game that I've got to take, and that's what are iframes? Because this game, and Matt was talking about it earlier, you don't have any. I got absolutely railed in the clock tower. 
like that with the it's got the Medusa heads that that turn your Ugh. stone. But also <laughs> the I can't remember what they were, but like you were just I was just getting stun locked and like usually a game gives you like as at least a second, maybe like two or three, especially at that time, they'd give you like the flashing frames and you could move around at least without being interrupted, but not Castlevania. No, sir. You get stun locked. You stay there and you die. I guess so they that was figured. Very annoying. Here's my theory on that because I'd started to do it more as the game went on, as I realized what I had at my fingertips. And that is, I feel like they took away iframes because you can literally turn invisible and it seems to activate so. quite quickly you can turn to mist like so okay okay hold on maybe i didn't play maybe i wasn't using it properly but when i was using the mist you could only turn for like a second like you uh, would... no you get a power up my friend yeah you need the other power up oh what was that the oh, that power, power of the mist or something yeah something like that and then you can just, what, be missed all the time? Until you run out of mana. <laughs> but do you get that in the first half? Yeah, before the inverted castle. Oh, okay. And Maybe so I just played it out life. of order. But, okay, that makes sense. And um, I feel like that's where they did... It, it does suck, like, because I had the... Pro- because you can still kind of get stunlocked. I ended up on the spikes while, as the bat, looking for oh, the spike breaker. That's the and, worst. <laughs> and... I could at that point I could turn into mist, but it like it wouldn't let me do it. Yep. I just kept taking damage. And that was it for me. That's my review of the entire reverse castle. It's if you get hit, you will be hit until you're dead. Because there's so many traps, so many enemies that are very fast or have these crazy like just large attacks. Like there was just this one boss. That the second one thing hit you, it would hit you into another part of the boss, which would hit you into the other part of the boss, and you'd just keep bouncing until you die. And that was extremely frustrating. And that's why at the start, in fact, I'm going to say for the first, yeah, for the first fortnight of playing this game, I didn't play this game because, uh, according to the iOS thing, the touch controls are quick enough. But the thing is, they're not. <laughs> if you have no iframes, you need to like, you need to react faster than the speed of light, apparently. And even if I could, the the touch controls are not working at all. Um, so once I got the controller, that was fine. But there was one good thing: the benefits of continue. Did you guys have continue? No. What do you so mean? if if I close the app and opened it up again, it would take me back to the last door I went through. Like oh, the last... you bastard. So I had save states, effectively, um, and that led to a permadeath because I didn't actually know how to save the game because it didn't tell you that you had to press up on the dodecahedrons or whatever. <laughs> so uh, I restarted the game, played through the whole game with a controller, and it was good. Uh, because yeah, if I was in a sticky situation, just I would either like, is it worth loading? So Probably. I had the same issue as you. I didn't know how to save, so I also didn't play this game for the first like week and a bit because I tried it and I was like, yeah, all right, I'll give it a go. It was my pick. I'm into it, and I started playing. Got through the first 
boss, the two, the one that like flies and the, the one that drops you. And then I got to the clone where you fight your dark self and yep. died. And I was like, ah, oh, damn. <laughs> no, no. Screen wipe. Game over. Oh, that sucks. Well, maybe it'll load me like, yeah, on a, a previous door or maybe there's a checkpoint system because I didn't see anything about a save. Nope. Had to re- like watch the whole cutscene at the start with the doing the Richter part, which is a cool way to start the game, by the way. But yeah, and I was like, nah, not playing this. So then I put it down for like a week and then I came back and was like, all right, Google how to save. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, oh, damn it. The PlayStation version has a quick save in the menu. Uh, so from anywhere, you can press start and go to quick save. I did it once because it's bullshit. And <laughs> how is it bullshit? It seems to be a similar idea with like reloading from a door, but I swear it was it had done it for like just rooms prior. After I'd done like a whole lot of stuff, I was like, "Ooh, I think a, like a boss is about to hit me here. Let me try this quick save feature so I can quickly do the boss again next time." And then no, it was just like I think it might be based on what section of the castle you're in. Oh, like last entered zone or something. Yeah, because I was like right back at the start of an area and I was like, I am never touching that again. (laughs) Because that was the other thing. It's not only a quick save, it's a quick save and quit and it doesn't tell you that. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's almost like it should be a save state kind of thing where it takes you out and then you reload that exact spot. That's what I'd rather. So you can't like... They don't want you to like just constantly spam it because it will remove you from the, from the game, so it can stop you from cheesing. But it was just worse than that, and so don't don't touch it. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things I didn't explain, and uh, one of the elements I never used, and I'm curious if you guys did, is the the backslide dodge thing. I like kept forgetting it existed, honestly. And then I'd press it on accident and be like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. Never okay. used it. Uh, I never used it on a boss, um, but I did use it on some enemies that had, like, slow repetitive attacks. Like, there's that one guy with the ball and chain, and he would spin around, and I knew if you press triangle four times, you, he won't hit you, and then you can run up and get him. I think I would have preferred a forward dash rather than a back step. Um. I think that would have been handier, especially because you have to traverse the castle so much. I think a little dash would have been nice. I did see one speedrunner. There seems to be a technique where you where you do move about backwards. You, like, turn around when you enter a doorway and spam it to slide backwards through an area. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to traversal, though, one of the things that annoyed me the most was when you attack, you stand still. And there's so many times where it's like, I'm just running between, like, I am way over leveled for this area. I do like that it has levels because that's kind of unique for this style of game where, like, your just raw damage goes up. So some of the, like, early areas are, like, they do one damage to every time because they have to do something. But, and that was nice. But when you're running through those areas because you're like, oh, I need to go back and grab this item now. I'm just like running, 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 stop, slash, keep running, 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 running. I always just ended up using like jump slashes because it's quicker. And also, if you jump and then right before you hit the ground, slash and then slash again as you hit the ground, like it resets the animation and you can do two attacks really quick. And that helped me out a lot. Oh, he's sneaky. 
Oh. I got those speedrunner strats, man. I do enjoy the the cheese. Uh, many enemies seem to be uh, real Achilles heel, literally. If you crouch yes. at their feet, <laughs> they can't do anything. Yeah. That actually comes up for a boss I like, had trouble with. I was going to ask, what bosses did you have trouble with? Because I made it through almost all of them with no problem. And the only one, like one of the ones maybe like five or six that gave me trouble was Kerberos and uh I was like did it two or three times like I can't do it I don't know why I'm just getting smacked he's destroying me looked up a guide and it's like just duck at his head and I was like what that's that's ridiculous (laughs) and beat him in like one go I was like this is crazy this game is not (laughs) not not optimized great (laughs) that's how I dealt with nearly every boss and it was pretty good up until the end um, or I had some, so if I couldn't crouch at their feet, it was spam and axe power up. Oh, like, how so, good. Oh, it's the only power up. It seriously, it, any other, I accidentally, oh, I've picked up potion. Don't even know what that does. Be, I've tried it. Didn't There's work. Some... Didn't do anything. Holy so water. I'll go, <laughs> I'll go back to, I'll go back and grab my axe because that actually, I can see it doing something. Holy water was the funniest one. It just you just like bleh, onto the floor. This, I love the, the stopwatch. Like you're allowed to have your opinion. It's wrong, but like no, because you can just cheese like so many things because they just get stuck. The only things that don't seem to are like what it dubs to be like important enemies might either move like slow or some do seem to ignore it. But early on, just everything just freezes and you're just like, you know, you feel like Homer running through like uh, the land of chocolate. <laughs> 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 just go, la, 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 and kill you. La, 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 kill you too. La, la, la. <laughs> like that was the beauty of the stopwatch. was just so good for bosses though, especially early on. And was it Grand Floon or whatever? The big... Body yeah, ball, just like spamming it. Same. No, with, you know uh, what was good for Grand Floon. Mm-hmm. All right. So what you do for those listening still who want to play this game. So what you do is when you get your first familiar, that isn't the fairy. So either sword, um, ghost, demon. Uh, what you do is you get your device and you just leave it on overnight <laughs> while you're at the zombies. Uh, so I was at eight hours before the very end of the game. Um, and then I waited another eight hours, so now I'm at 16 hours, and my demon is, like, level 60-something, um, <laughs> and he, if if I don't get the chance to, like, hit, so if I, like, go to hit an enemy, but I miss, it's still dead because the demon gets him. <laughs> it's beautiful. Can the demon and solo that is the best power up. There's a few like that. What's the weapon? There's a weapon that scales based on... How long you've played the game, and at oh, some point, yeah. at like forty hours or something, it becomes like the most powerful weapon. Didn't know about that one, but um, shall we talk? Well, so basically, what I'm saying is, ghost against the great floon or whatever it's called. I I didn't do anything. I just sat there. You sat there, uh, yeah. and and then once it finally was like, I think there was one part left. I was like, all right, I'll I'll finish it off. Uh. But shall we talk overpowered? Sure. So this is the most relaxing moment of the game. (laughs) I got to... I couldn't beat Shaft, which is what... um, Or is it Shaft? I don't know. Anyway, uh, 
I couldn't beat him. So that's when I was like, I'm going to farm my familiar. That'll be good. Um, and then while I was just doing that, Adrian let me know about the best combo in the <laughs> world. Uh, and so if you get the Alucard shield and the shield rod, oh, it's so good. I literally just, I played it four times in a row. I killed Shaft and Dracula in seconds. Yeah. <laughs> closed That's... the app, reloaded it, killed them again so quickly. Oh. <laughs> the, the satisfaction. It's like I did it for... Uh, the reason I came across it is because I was trying to... There's a boss towards the end where Grand Floon was called Gilgogo Grand Mon or something. I don't know. It's like his big guys in a 4 by 4 2 by 2 space. Sorry, four squares. And he's massive and he does... He's so much health and he does... He does this lightning attack that shre- sh- shreks you. I don't know why I was going to say that, but it destroys you. Anyway, it's like the hardest boss in the game. And I was like, ah, I want to like beat him now. I, <laughs> I've been told about it. I need to need to beat it. So I was looking up. One way is to, you can get like the a circlet that absorbs lightning damage and heals you, which is great, but you've still got to do the damage. And he has like 12,000 HP, like something ridiculous. And then I saw that cheese and I was like, in the game it's not, it's not like that's part of the game they put that in i'm not allowed to do that <laughs> so i did that on him destroyed him in like yeah five seconds and i'm like this is the best and so that's what i did for the boss and it's so good just like standing there just like you want because you know what and it, i'm glad that i only did it at the very end yeah because you know what that was giving Castlevania Symphony of the Night, a taste of its own damn medicine. <laughs> oh, what's that? You can't do anything as you just tick damage again and again and again and again? Yeah, screw you. That's what you did to me? How does it taste? How does it taste, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> Is that also like a... If you... I think everyone already knows that twist in the story. Like, that was one thing I knew about Symphony of the Night before it that Alucard is just Dracula backwards. Oh right, yeah. Like Well see, I thought he was Dracula and that was his oh I'm so smart. <laughs> I'll call myself Alucard. No one will ever know. What's with the Alucard gear? Dunno. Maybe maybe typo? And they just went with it for Easter eggs. I don't and know. but they leave it in as like so if you try the shield rod with the Alucard shield uh, Alucard just has like a question mark appear above his head, and like nothing <laughs> happens. I f- I feel like you might even lose intelligence for doing it or something. I don't know. Um, I think it's just a like yeah, just a joke because it sounds the same. What you don't know about Tracula? <laughs> he goes for favorite. the throat. Oh. Where does Dracula go for then? The neck, it's different. <laughs> oh, okay, oh. of course. Um, but other than that, I would say, like, I feel like I've run out of things to say about this because it is very frustrating but very fun. And I feel like that's just kind of it. Even even when I was playing with touch controls uh, and I could beat everything except for the first boss because that was too quick for touch controls. I would like to one day like play this through because you can also play as Richter and as uh, the chick I forgot her name Maria Maria so I would be interested because 
from what I could tell, I did start it just to see. It seems like the same game, but with Richter. And I'm like, hey, the chain is fun, probably. So one day. But right now I need to absorb more of Final Fantasy VII Remake. So Here's with my that, thing. Okay. If I, I was just going to say, it if the it was easier, if it was more arcadey, then yes. But instead it's the other way around, where New Game Plus is harder. Like, and don't get me wrong, some parts should be harder. Like, and that's how it kind of is in um, Bloodborne. It's like when you get New Game Plus, it's like, yeah, the werewolves that gave me so much trouble, they're a cinch. But then I finally face Cleric Beast and he wipes me all over again, like I've never even played. But it just sounds like it's just harder, more complicated. I don't need any of that. So what, as we come to the end, is your final rating for Castlevania Symphony of the Night? I feel that because it's now, what, like 23 years old, uh, it's available on lots of platforms, I might give it a make time to grind just because of how iconic it is. Like, I feel like it is like a bit of a must play. Like, I'm, I'm really glad that I actually persisted with it. I was very similar. Like, it seems like we all had the that first sort of week or so where it's like, eh, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't really want to play this. This is, uh, this is like, I don't get it. And then it's like, ah, use the dodecahedron to save. Now I get it. And I was actually <laughs> surprised by how much I enjoyed it. And I do enjoy this, I think, more than super metroid i think i'd rather play this because of how it feels it has it's just bogged down in like old game design if you think about modern metroidvania like ideas even like the batman arkham series is a metroidvania where it's like i can't get to this area at the moment because i don't have this gadget off i go modern games sort of it's it's cleaner, it comes together a bit better. You're given a, a better reason to be back in an area, whereas this simply is either warp there or you can walk all the way back there, but we're not going to tell you where there is. So I feel like it's just sort of bogged down in kind of being a game, being the first sort of thing. You can Like, you, like how you mentioned, it's got that Dark Souls feel. Is this what Dark Souls is based on? It has to start somewhere. And so I can forgive those old hang-ups. Like that's the way it was. It doesn't make it doesn't make it bad. It just hampers it a little bit. But it, so it might still be then a make time to grind, a must play. I guess it's it's what Goldeneye did for first person shooters. But if you go back and play Goldeneye now, you're like, this is some weird decisions. Like, <laughs> yeah. why is this on the C buttons? This is weird. Yeah, uh, I think that's exactly it. It's like, look, as long as you know up to save, down and directional to attack the floor, um, up and attack to use your special ability uh, and make sure to get your power-ups. Don't be ashamed to Google a map. It's a make time to grind for sure. You guys making me do this? I was going to say find time to grind. If there was a zone between find and make, it's in there. Because I'm, I guess I'm still um, referencing it to Super Metroid, and that was just so such a good Metroidvania. And yeah. I'm like, well, if this is a notch down, then it should be fine time. But 
it's tough, man. I'm gonna say I'm gonna be I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna say find time to grind. If you can play it, do play it. If it's cheap, you got to pick it up and play it. But you don't necessarily have to go out of your way for it. Like you can put it on your list, but put it towards the bottom. Um, yeah, it's definitely look. I don't think we had the format back then, but I would have given Super Metroid the. Um, I'll be real with you, okay? A statute of limitation. If you're emulating Super Metroid and you're using save states, that bad boy, f- no doubt, busy boy certified. Like, that is a busy boy gamer. Uh, whereas this is just like, it's only to me, it's only make time to grind. Like, it's iconic and it's, you've got to play it at some point in your gaming career. But it's not like it's not a busy boy certified game. No, it doesn't get the seal of approval. I'm even happy to admit that. That like because we only have three rankings, you can exist within a must play that is still not a perfect game. It's just a must play for like you said, Matt, it's so it's so iconic. I feel like this is the only Castlevania worth playing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't play the first one. I tried to play the first one because when um I was doing this thing where I wanted to play every Super Smash Bros. characters games and I tried to play the first one. Uh, no, don't don't do that. <laughs> um but yeah, so our our rating system is no time to grind is you think it'd be the best, it's the worst. As in no. <laughs> you no have deal. no time for this. Yeah. Uh find time is if you're interested. And then to me, make time is if you if I asked you and you said you weren't interested, I would begin to push it. I would begin to go. I think you should. Um, and then a busy boy certified is like I am now giving this a number rating of nine slash ten out of ten. And if you don't try it, I will be mad at you. <laughs> like if like. If you try it and you say you didn't like it, that's fine. But if you don't even try it after I've given it that certification, I'll be mad at you. And that's why I'm saying uh, my rating for Castlevania Symphony of the Night is go play <laughs> Super Metroid. <laughs> play both. Definitely play both. See, that's how, what, you're, what you've described there. I'm going to be mad if you guys don't play it. I'm going one step further for Final Fantasy VII. I'm going to be mad if you don't finish that game. That's what we're coming to next, and I need... I would drop Ocarina of Time. I would drop Undertale. I would drop every game that I've wanted you guys to play for you to finish Final Fantasy VII Remake because I need to know from you guys. And there's the people who've played it and have finished it know what I'm talking about. I need you to know. I need I need to talk with you guys about it. You need to have finished it by a month, please. 30 hours a, so you've got, a, you've got a bit of work to do. Is that a buster sword in your pants, or are you just happy to play <laughs> oh, Final Fantasy VII? Got a hard remake? edge, all right. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This was a good game. Um, I'm sad about the extra episode that we missed because we did like we went to a little bit there, which is why this episode is a little bit longer. So I'm very sorry for that for the busy boys who probably aren't even hearing this right now. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. My name's been Adrian. I've been Matthew, and I've been Michael. Go play it. Have... Oh, I'm not, there's no comments here. You, this is minutes wasted playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. You need to be doing on it. I've got to go oh, buy it. Oh, no. That's that's the real grind for Final Fantasy VII Just level with me, though. 
am I going to get halfway through and then have to play the entire game upside down? <laughs> Not going to lie. The, the, uh, the last chapter will throw you through a loop. It, <laughs> you don't know how pissed I am that I, I was, thought I was so close to finishing this. And then I was like, what? <laughs> what is this? I'm pissed at how much sense it doesn't make. How can you have caverns in the sky? It's just open space. The Beatles did a song song about it. Caverns in the sky with diamonds. (laughs) Of course. I was thinking more Kenny Rogers. Caverns in the sky. That is where they are. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna taper this off with um. So the Netflix series, I'm gonna give that a fun time to grind. Uh, a lot of people really like it. Uh, It got boring. It has nothing to do with Symphony of the Night. It has nothing to do with Symphony of the Night. It's a it's a prequel to Symphony of the Night. Do you mean Rondo of Blood? 